0: Hello there everyone and welcome to the Iron Cannon Podcast, your home on the Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network for the in-depth discussion on the lore, the High Republic and the whole canon of the galaxy far, far away. My name is Matthew and I am joined across the continent by your friend of mine, Mr. Joel Davis. Joel, how are you doing this week? I am
1: doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Had a great, pretty chill weekend. Uh, almost saying The Saga Begins by, uh, by Riddle Yankovic in karaoke, but Nice. Back up for another song, so next time we'll get it. Next time, there we go. <laughs> right I'll now. join you. I'll there join you. There we go. uh Fly, fly out here. That, that'll that be great. Or you know, I'll, I'll fly out there for karaoke. Why not? We'll mm-hmm. do it. We'll, we'll help make it happen. Got um, a great show lined up. One of our classic Iron Cannon in-depth discussions, classic Iron Cannon deep dives, I should say, about the Jedi and the Republic. We'll revisit the uh, implications of a lack of an established Jedi order in the Imperial yeah, aftermath the Mando era, the sequel era, and beyond.
1: But first... And maybe the- a little even further back in Legends.
0: Ooh, even further back in Legends and, and all the different eras. We're, we're covering it all. Got our eye on canon and Legends here at uh, the Iron Cannon Podcast. All right, be first, got to do the plugs. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Iron Cannon Pod. Thanks, everyone, for joining us also on Twitter and on Twitch and on the Underworld Twitter and the Underworld Facebook as well. I uh, love to see that interaction engagement you can, uh, of course in all of those platforms I think we'll only primarily see Facebook comments and YouTube comments but uh, please do mention, comment down below, whatever you think, whatever you like, whatever you want, uh, within reason, of course. If it's not within reason, we, we know where the the mute buttons are. But, you know, uh, please do engage with us. We will do our best to respond back. Um, this week on The be my weekly comic book review. Comic books come out on Wednesday. Uh, my review comes out Friday as best I can share to social whenever I can, but usually get there too. Uh, Yeah. And this week got Han Solo and Chewbacca number nine bounty hunters, number 32 books that really turned a corner and, and kicked into high gear. Of course, Bounty hunters is in it. That is penultimate issue. So uh, coming to a climax there. So yeah, check that out on Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as every single version of the iron cannon podcast, all our full episodes in audio only format. If that is more your speed, if you know your speed is driving on the highway at 100 kilometers per hour, then you know, don't watch YouTube video. Listen to a, a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, other ways you can get in touch with us: uh, YouTube memberships. This is, of course, the Underworld Channel. So, if you would like our your comment to guaranteed responded to, uh, give us give us a shout at YouTube memberships, and we got super chats as well. Or sorry, super chats. How that happens. YouTube memberships and the Discord, the Star Wars Underworld Discord. Joel and I having a pretty good conversation with Ben and some others and Hannah about uh, Galactic Star Cruiser just maybe about an hour ago. That was that was pretty neat. Uh, yeah, and of course you know Disney parks and all that stuff, all that fun stuff. We, you know, we chat away, we do our thing. Uh, but you know we're in there. Come say hi. Come join us. Oh, uh, and um, was fine. Go for it.
1: As I would like to also promote that this Friday, uh, I get to check check the date. Oh, I'm so precise. Yes. Uh, uh, January twenty uh, seventh at yeah. six p.m. Pacific time, which is nine p.m. Eastern. We will be having another game night on the Star Wars Underworld Discord this year. this This week, we will be playing Fortnite. Yes. So, if you want to play with us some Fortnite, join us. If not, you want to just. Uh, just to hang out and talk do that too we're yeah. always happy for that um but yeah i hope it works out for everyone it's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. i hope it is so yeah
0: yeah those those nights have been pretty fun with fall guys i've enjoyed that uh, enjoyed hanging out chatting star wars chatting whatever chatting fall guys as we play fall guys and as we we fall toward our toward doom in fall <laughs> guys but, uh yeah it's been it's been fun just getting to know people and getting to hear their voices and connect with people who haven't seen in a bit or, you know, haven't met or meeting for the first time. So, you know, we're, we're just, we're just a pair of, pair of dudes. We're just a pair of people here on, uh, on the iron cannon podcast, not trying to, uh, put us, ourselves above anyone. Come and say hi again. The water's fine. Um, so yeah, that, those are the plugs. Uh, yeah. Week in Star Wars. It's been a week. Um, We'll get through a bunch of things. It's been a week, but uh, first of all, Joel, will you go for it with yours?
1: Yes, for this week, I want to highlight a very interesting Twitter thread that I read. Uh, That rhymed. Um, They are by by a Twitter person called RJM. I just happened to stumble upon it, but they brought up an interesting point about Star Wars lore and retroactive continuity. Um, I'm going to edit it a little bit for just some obscenities, although I don't think we are necessarily have an anti-square rule here, but I'm just going to do it for for my sake. Okay, so here we go. Crack. Here's the tweet thread. Everyone complains about Rey being related to Palpatine, but imagine, it's 1983. You've just walked out of Return of the Jedi to the realization, Leia and Luke are siblings? You Honestly, don't think a few fans didn't think that was an butt-pull... Because it kind of was. No, really, Return of the Jedi was considered the bad movie in the franchise for the longest bleeping time. Everyone bad-mouthed it. Ewoks primarily. Sure, people went on about that. The Job of the Hut prologue goes on too long that people get frustrated. But Leia, Lucas did that because he wanted to end the trilogy. He didn't have time to do a force film or story that was going to be about Luke finding his actual sister. He simplified it. It like that. He did Vader before. He made Leia the sister to make it real neat and tidy. Some folks would pick up on that. they feel it random and sudden because there was no indication that was the case. Bleep. How many PDAs did they have in the previous two movies? No one would be happy about that. So many fans would be upset about that. But over time, it's just a funny quirk now. We don't care. We're, ha- we're happy even that they're siblings. We like that they're brother and sister because over that period of time... The characters and relationship we're built upon and seen in a different light. The process has already begun with Rey. Her parents' true backstory has been revealed. People who have read it have become we'll talk about Child have become incredibly moved and attached to them. And it's likely that further adventures with Rey Skywalker will alter the thoughts further. It probably won't ever change minds, but as more people grow up with Tross by the Skywalker, as more pe- stories are told in this era, as time marches on, things will shift. Leia being a Skywalker is evidence of that. So just saying, you're going to feel really silly in a few years. Um, Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting thing about the power of Star Wars and its years of retroactive continuity that it just managed to build over time to the point where it's like, new lore just kind of becomes normal now. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's always been that mm-hmm. way. It's always, they're like, oh, yeah, Battle Droid. They've always been a thing. Uh, you know, us older fans kind of have to have that adjusting period, and some of us can never adjust. We're stuck in our old ways <laughs> the old arthritis kick in. But you know, then young <laughs> they are they are gonna grow up with a one through nine, and a Mando, and Rebels, and Clone Wars, and Bad yeah. Batch, and Resistance, and all the other things that are gonna come out until we all are dead. Um, yeah. So it just—I think it's just one of those interesting things. It's like how Star Wars—our thing—that's like, well, this is kind of awkward. Like, oh yeah, now that's always been part of Star Wars. Now mm-hmm. it's not just a thing. It's always been a thing, and forever be a thing. In, so, in yeah, 30, I just, no, no good. So I'm just saying, yeah, that's that's my highlight tweet of the week.
0: Yeah, in in 30 years, when we get the new adventures of Elzar, Avar, and Stellan, on yeah, TV on exactly. live action Disney Plus 3D or something I don't know, making stuff up as we go along. But uh, speaking of on on Disney Plus, but uh, yeah, that's, that's a really great point. Um, you know, uh, well, I just say you know my nieces, they grow up. Grogu and Yoda at the same time. You know? it's, it's just the the way time weeds things out. Uh, I mean, I mean, I talk about you know hashtag prequelist, right? We, we remember. I bring this up a lot because it keeps like needing to be brought up. People hated Jar Jar. People hated Battle Joys, People hated everything going on in the Phantom Menace. And I'm all, hey, Weird Al Yankovic wrote a great song about it. Let's uh, <laughs> you know, let's enjoy that. Um, yeah, that's, that's a great point and, and ties into so for salt tweet. Shout out to RJM F N J F N G L H R underscore F N G L H R. Anyway, um, for that great thought ties into my own my my thought is the the reference to Shadow of the Sith and adding a point from last week's discussion uh, about what is canon and how that view has evolved over oh, Star Wars canon. How my my perspective has evolved over the year of doing this podcast. Uh, one thing I should add there is. It's helped me appreciate two things at the same time that I do experience paper and screen in this continuity coherence than most people do, I think, Um, or at least there's a good chunk of fans that do and that are more, I guess, more active and completist about reading and then the folks who don't, And, and even the folks who do maybe even read a lot, they still experience two separate worlds even when those worlds interact in quote unquote tie-in novels, like you you can call shadow of the Sith, a tie-in novel, um, you know, even princess and the scoundrel, the the ones that the the three from this past summer that are more connected to Skywalker saga films, um, especially shadow of the Sith. Some people, you know, the fact that, yeah, I really do experience that as the story of Ray Ray's childhood on, on the run from, uh, from the Acolytes of the Beyond, you know, or, uh, at Luke and Lando's journey there, you know, where, when Luke meets up with Ray on Octo or, or even Han meeting up with Ray on Takordana or, or before, you know, but, uh, that's all that's then in my mind about, okay, this is part of those characters journeys, even though other people might not experience that in the same way. And so, uh, I mean that—that's kind of what I get at a few times uh, before. I've talked about people talking past each other and just not actually mm. trying to debate about something that isn't worth debating because people just are experiencing these two different things very differently. And yeah, it—it's—it's it's a life skill to be able to appreciate both at the same time. So, John, if you have any,
1: no, I think it's inter- I think it's funny you called it two separate worlds. Because it always, I mean, I feel like I'm sort of in this weird middle ground where I can yeah. see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just don't see it from Paper Can as well. Like, kind of, I got this like weird thing with like the Clone Wars. More with the Clone Wars, and although mm-hmm. the sequels don't really help with this as well. <laughs> where it's like, I just look at the Clone Wars series and Ahsoka's story. And I feel like that's almost like a separate world from the original prequel Univ- movies mm. and not just because Anakin's character is very different, but also it's like you watch Revenge watching the Sith, and it's like, really? This guy had a pad one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is there, there were the entire like they had adventures with Darth Maul alive. Um, <laughs> that kind of goes away more and more, like you know, with like Solo bringing in Maul. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so that Clone Wars universe has now affected this movie, which is also tying in with a so it's Ren's and in more cases, um, A New Hope. Um, you know, Lucas's own plans for the sequels, which you know, who would have known? You know, he might at least early on wanted to use Darth Maul. I mean, who knows? Maybe that was just an early draft and he dropped, we'd have <laughs> dropped that later. I don't know. But that also would have made that show more tied in with his larger saga when 789 came along. Like, OK, this new information that we got from the show. Right. So it kind of, of course, that didn't happen. So now the saga kind of feels it's more attached to more of the original trilogy and a little bit of the prequels. Um, Even the Kenobi series, strangely, which I like, definitely ties in with Rebels because the Inquisitors. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's no mention of Ahsoka. There's no mention of, you know, Satine or even like those things didn't factor into the story. Um, And maybe I'll feel differently like when the Ahsoka show comes out and maybe if Ahsoka, you know, I don't know, if Hayden Christensen shows up, which I think is actually a possibility. Just I think if you're going to, I think they're Mm going to use that. I just think so. It's so it like, seems likely, seems likely. kind of fuse those worlds, but mm-hmm. then you still got the thing of, well, this was made now, and then back then in 2015, or of course, you know, even further back, the situation was changed. So it's sort of those. Right. it's one of those things, where it's like, yeah, you can look at it like from just an in universe perspective as one big thing. And I try to, but I also am um, probably because I, I like the, just the behind the scenes stuff and the making of film. You can't, you can't think, well, True. this was made in '77. When something like the Clone Wars was just not even a thing in George's mind, or at least mm-hmm. a Clone Wars eight series animated show, George just wanted to make make money and hopefully and maybe do that Splinter of the Mind's high book if he got lucky. Yeah. Um, so I kind of can see it from kind of that both angles of like one universe and kind of these separate universes at the same time. It's an it's an interesting kind of dichotomy there.
0: I mean, it, it is actually kind of surprising that uh he doesn't bring up ahsoka or especially bring up sateen i mean i guess he had to be economical and the script writers had to be economical about it um because you know it's not like deborah Chow doesn't know about clone wars she does yeah i mean i it's surprising that they didn't try at least even shoehorn some sort of backdoor thing for ahsoka just to say you know i mean. Again, the counter-argument there is, did Ahsoka and Obi-Wan have that much of an interaction? Would, we, would it jump out at us if it was, uh, it was a bit too much of a shoehorn? I don't know. Um, what I'll say, though, is it isn't so much about seeing it, it's about feeling it and mm-hmm. experiencing it. And so, yeah, I guess there's, seeing, there's a cognitive seeing involved in there, but, um, yeah, it, it, it just... You know, I mean, the clearly Rjm RG, underscore FNGLHR really experiences and feels Ray's story, and partly because I mean, part of that has to do with the the scene in Rise of Skywalker with that we see fleshed out in Shadow of the Sith of mm-hmm. her parent of Ochi stabbing her parents. You know, that visceral moment that yeah mm-hmm. gets fleshed out. Not really, it's kind of off screen. I think no, maybe it is. It is actually shown. Narrated off screen in the novel. Um, one thing I will say, last well, point about the connection between Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, it's it's Anakin in those two feels feel kind of different, right? Anakin in Clone Wars is far more heroic, and by the by, even near the beginning of middle of Revenge of the Sith, he's already more dark and brooding. Although that that first bit. And here's an interesting point that comes full circle. The the beginning when he and Obi-Wan are, are still brash and uh so, such has such a strong family bond, that comes through in Clone Wars as it does in, in Mike Chen's Brotherhood. <laughs> uh you know, the business on Kate and Emoria, which does does count. So there's that. But the the one thing I will say about Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith is Siege of Mandalore and the way I don't know I mean I don't know if Siege of Mandalore is gonna affect the way I watch Revenge of the Sith, but I know I love Siege of Mandalore in part because of its connections to Revenge of the Sith. So who knows? I'll, I'll have to watch Revenge of the Sith again uh soon just to see and find out and think what I feel and and, and think.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah it's definitely interesting and mm-hmm. um uh, it certainly parallels Revenge of the Sith for sure. Mm-hmm um so yeah uh, well i mean
0: with siege of the the repercussions oh yeah of course especially with order 66 and all that so oh yeah yeah. speaking of clone wars uh clone wars season 9 episode 4 bad batch season 2 episode Mm 4 i should say uh phantom menace episode 34 no i'm just kidding uh faster more intense racing uh all that fun, riot racing. That's what it's called. Anyway, uh, what were your, what were your thoughts on Bad Batch episode two, season four?
1: Oh, it was fun. Another tech episode. It was a tech episode, so that's good. I'm like to see his getting development. Um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Um, what am I going to say? Um,
0: yeah, it's fun. What of the racing in uh, the the and video the game?
1: Video game. Where's yeah. my video game? with my Mario Kart, Star Wars? Um, okay. a little bit of Sid's backstory, a little bit of setting that up, which is interesting. Mm-hmm um it was just it was nice to see tech get his due and yeah just fun episode that's mm-hmm. all i can say really I...
0: so the replacement of no money no parts no deal is less gabbing more whatever it is langing whatever the the I, I should i should look that up i was gonna make the joke but then i, I fell over it anyway uh the, the thing that the uh the the hotshot racer says that that the the rhyme that that's gonna be in the new, new video game. He's gonna re- repeat that on loop if you just stay put in the uh the lock screen there, the uh the the menu screen, and just to annoy you to get out of the menu screen to back into the racing. Anyway, um yeah, as I mentioned, it, this episode really, it, you think it's just a fun racing, um filler. I hate to use I use that word on this channel, guys. Don't ban me for using the word filler. It isn't filler. It isn't. It's there's no such thing as filler. This is a fun video game racing episode, but as you mentioned, it really develops text character and right? it shows how much he's willing to jump in and take action for belief. He believes he can succeed. He isn't, you know, he kind of got this reputation. I think as uh, sitting in the corner and doing his calculations and, mm-hmm. uh, because it's partly what he's good at. It's, you know, in the Bad Batch arc in Clone Wars Season 7, the actual Clone Wars Season 7, he does sit in the corner and do calculations for a bit, but then he goes and takes action. This we really see him take the lead and, 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 uh, yeah, jump in and, and do the race, win the race. His choice to ditch the blasters was also interesting because it similarly, you know, it seems like caution. It, it just boosts the shields. It isn't the violent aggressive choice that everyone else is doing uh, until we see it's actually an aggressive choice. It boosts his speed, boosts his maneuverability. It enables him to take the riskier tunnel. Uh, He has some energy to him. He has some aggression to him. It's just manifested in a way that isn't obvious and isn't in the majority, even of the racers or maybe what we conceive of um, aggression and, and, uh, and forward movement. Um, So uh, Joe, what do you think more about tech's character there?
1: Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It was cool that we kind of like got to actually be a little bit more mm-hmm. proactive in the in the story as well. And not, yeah. not just that, but also just, you know, not just do the tech thing, but also kind of <laughs> actually be like a racer. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny. Like, clearly it's sort of not used to this kind of praise yeah. and stuff like that. So They're like, oh, I get to be the action hero for, like, a change. Yeah, that's so that's good. kind of cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one other thing you mentioned, Sid's character, and it sets up the... Uh, this Grinny Malegi, the the uh, oh goodness no, I I wrote his name down. I forgot his species. <laughs> Davutin, the eagle the, uh, the the, the Grinny Malegi, um, uh, old accomplice, whatever. Anyway, he, he thinks he he warns them, warns the bad batches. Oh, you're gonna, she's gonna betray you, and of course he tells her, uh, you know, when he when's the when's the shoe gonna drop? When he gonna? actually show your true colors here. and so uh, there's going to be a situation where she is tempted to betray the bad batch. We know that from this episode that's what's coming down the pipe. Here's the question though is it, are they gonna is the story where's the story going uh, in that she gives in and shifts her and therefore the whole story really to being the villain because she's really driving the story forward giving this crew their jobs. If she becomes the villain, that really turns the whole story on its head in one way. Or, here's the other possibility, is she inspired, like we saw in this episode, inspired, especially by Omega, to defy Grinny Malegi's expectations and to refuse to betray them, even if it means risking herself. And that would be, I think, more compelling. I don't know if that's where it's going. I'm sure if they... Uh, if she becomes a villain, yeah, that would still be compelling, or be able to show a more compelling story. Either way, you know, if she's then maybe redeemed later, I don't know. Either way, uh, you know, Star Wars is always this morality tale of evil. Of, of that says evil is never inevitable; that the right choice is always possible despite your past. And so, I'll be curious to see how they deal with this with, with this with Sid's character because this episode. Finally, brought her more layer that more layered, or I should just more layers than we had before.
1: Yeah, I I think she'll probably be inspired if you ask me, but that's just my guess. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see where where it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh I'm enjoying. How are you enjoying the season so far? Four episodes in. Oh, it's fun! It's, yeah.
1: it's it's fun. I that's all I can say. It's fun. Nice to just kind of watch weekly Star Wars. You know, just kind of have feet where it goes, yeah. kind of where I am, just go with the flow.
0: I mean, I, I, I do want to get back to Mount Tantus eventually, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, speaking of hit ruins and getting back to places and whatnot, um, it's been a week, uh, of course, famously perfect timing for us that the Mando trailer dropped so we could Yay. watch it right on, on screen and uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and react to it right there. Uh, Joel, you had a few more thoughts uh, on the Mando show there.
1: Yeah, um... I don't know if it's Coruscant and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I, I am, like... Nah, I'm pretty confident it's Coruscant and maybe that's where they're dismantling the Star Destroyers. I feel like if it's Hosni Prime, it's kind of a cheat. because, like you'd think you want to make that planet a bit more... give its own identity. Hmm. Um, just, oh, it's Coruscant again? Um... So, like, I'm just going to assume it's Coruscant. Mm-hmm. That's where the Star Destroyers are, but I don't know. And it's, it, it's just been boggling. I've been going back and forth on it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Coruscant. Yeah. Coruscant. You have been going also, back
0: and forth. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's been In fun. Way. It's yeah. been fun.
1: Um, also, and according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the Mando trailer has a total of 83.5 million people watched it. So, with all their just, statistics and whatnot. So, Star Wars and
0: Peace include That's including uh, during the, the football game, right?
1: I'm going to assume so. Yeah, yeah I think it was everybody. Yeah,
0: little... I mean, 83.5, for some reason, I feel like that's low. I don't know why.
1: It's quite a lot. That's actually a lot. Okay, That's
0: a lot. I don't know. I just know the population of the US is 340 million. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, a again, I mean, it's up for Star Wars. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's a trailer. We'll see how much yeah. the actual show... I Disney Plus doesn't really release those numbers, but um, how, how the show actually does. It'll probably do great, uh, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I mean, if it is Coruscant, then I'm going to declare... I'm preemptively kind of getting ahead of myself here. I'm going to declare it's Coruscant's time in the sun, literally and otherwise. Um, you know, we saw so much... Saw this new part of it in Andor, this brutalist world middle world not the underworld the middle world Mm -hmm. in Andor Um, you know we've seen parts of the underworld before Uh, you know if you go to the flagship podcast on Thursday (laughs) you'll see the underworld we've seen uh, this here building you know on Coruscant we saw it in the trailer too Um, (laughs) you know know, it's it's, see I mean order 66 is getting yet another uh, yet another look and so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, the, the, again, that that gets back to what I keep saying is we need to know what's going on. We know it's not the capital of the New Republic, but that uh, a place, a planet with that much significance doesn't lose significance overnight. Um, you know, I guess it could if there was a cataclysm. Hosnian Prime literally does lose its significance in in one blast. But actually, no, it doesn't. It does. Because by its lack, its vacuum, it also, uh, that fact is significant. So, you know, but but getting more, more of course, on in this era, you know, who knows so much of, you know, after a millennium or who knows how long, so much of the government institutions and culture and everything that built up around it. I mean, it's why it's a city planet. Everything that got built up around the Senate and around the bureaucracy um and just being being the the center of the galaxy the bright center of the galaxy for better and for worse that's still got to be there even if the actual senate isn't there uh it's on chandrilla so um or or wherever it is who knows where it is at this point it probably is on chandrilla still but uh yeah looking forward to i i I want it to be coruscant my reaction as you all saw in the trailer when i went when when it showed up yeah i
1: i i'm pretty sure it is process of elimination just but you never know you never know.
0: know so anyway uh speaking of things being very influential and conspicuous by their absence joel i have a question for you yes can the jedi or can the republic thrive without the jedi and what does that mean for what the republic is
1: well, if we are going to answer that question, we need to go back to when that question was first asked. Or if not first asked, then at least first question in big time in one of the best Star Wars Legends books ever told. Dark Empire. All right, let me find it, let me find it. If we have our and... eyes
0: on Legends here. Here we go. Yeah, all
1: right. So, we're going to go back to this panel. Uh, r- Right here. Look at art. Right. Right. You got old Luke Skywalker confronting Palpatine. He's back. He's got a clone body. Got a new formed empire. He's reconquered. Now, now when most. is this set? I'm just curious. This is set. Well, they retroactively set this five years after the Battle of Endor. All right. So like 10 ABY. So
0: about Apparently the same time as the Mandoverse would be.
1: Pretty much. Uh, Thrawn's already been defeated. Um, yeah. They originally wanted to have it be one year after Endor, but then Thrawn came out, and there was a bit of bickering. So they Dark Empire blinked first. So they Great. decide Dark Empire going <laughs> to come after. Thrawn Isn't Philly. Legends
0: amazing? Wasn't it fantastic? <laughs> anyway, oh
1: yeah. All right, Ben. Anyway, right so yeah, so five ten years, so ten Aby five years after Endor, New Republic. a uh, massive frontal assault. They've been reduced to a rebellion again. Leadership still alive, but they got Coruscant. They got most of the core back. So Luke and Palpatine are fighting, are cocking to each other. Palpatine's doing his dark side spiel. And then he says this. The rebels had their chance. It gave them years to reclaim the galaxy. But without the Jedi Knights, they failed miserably. And now I have outflanked them, working in secret. I have constructed weapons such as we have never seen. And then he just shows off the weapons. So, um, let me check check here for a second, because there might be... Something out. Here we go. And also I want to read one more thing. Um, so this is the opening crawl for Dark Empire. Following the deaths of Darth Vader and the Emperor and the destruction of the second Death Star, the Rebel Alliance proclaimed a new republic over three-fourths of the galaxy. But without the thousands of Jedi Knights who formed the backbone of the Old Republic, the new Confederation was a precious one. Long years of struggle ensured during which Imperial factions consolidated control over a force of the galaxy. Whole systems became fortresses, bristling with firepower. Uh, you know what, I'm going to keep going. It's, it's got just two more paragraphs. Then, five years after the Battle of Endor, the infamous Grand Admiral Thrawn mounted a death assault, nearly bringing the fledgling Republic to its knees. Ultimately, Thrawn was defeated, but within days of Thrawn's downfall, surviving members of the Emperor's ruling circle, in concert with six former Starfleet commanders, they just sudden assault on Coruscant and the vital Imperial system once again fell under Imperial control. It looks certain that a new Empire was about to emerge from the ashes of the old that very possibly triggered a ferocious war among numerous Imperial factions. Who would sit on the Emperor's throne? Who had the right and the might? And this goes on. But yeah, so, Dark Empire. The first one to ask the question, can the Republic really thrive without a Jedi Order to back it up?
0: The the legendary Tom Veitch got a... Shout out to that! Yes, I really like
1: Cam Kennedy's art. Thanks. Nice. Um, Can't so anyway. just opening Salvo with that information, Matthew, What are just mm-hmm. your initial thoughts as I have read the Dark Empire, uh, bits for you? In My initial idea? thought
0: is I'm surprised that they haven't gone for it too much. in And again, I keep on talking about this, uh, bringing up you know, well, th- that's <laughs> always so much what I keep bringing up, but uh, yeah, this is this is this line of thought I've had is why are they ignoring the importance of the jedi you know this came out what before well before the prequels right in the 90s 91 yeah this came out a whole eight years before the Phantom menace <laughs> so a whole uh, 14 years before revenge of the sith um here tom veit is is seeing okay for a thousand generations the jedi knights the guardians of peace and just in the galaxy what if there are no more peace guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, even as the government is trying to establish peace and justice not security uh, <laughs> through the empire, but peace and actual peace and justice? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised and disappointed that, uh, if I can say that, that, that question hasn't really been raised in canon yet. Um, because it seems significant, it seems like. A direction George Lucas was taking, with uh, at least showing in showing that the the Jedi during the prequels, insofar as we're meant to cheer for them, we're meant to hope for them to succeed, even though we know they don't. Uh, it, it you know this this whole question of what are the Jedi good for, uh, a heck of whole a whole lot apparently, and without them, yeah, uh, you know maybe the first order is inevitable.
1: So, what's interesting about this book? I'm gonna we're gonna start off doing some canon legends parallels. Because I think that's important. Um, obviously, this is five years after Endor, or not, or the five or six? Right, sure. So, you know, mm-hmm. Luke's very much still in his early years. You know, it's like we gotta give him a little slack. He's still figuring things out. Sure. Um, you know, it's kind of where Luke is kind of right now in terms of like just copping around the galaxy, just starting his school. Let like alone in
0: Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. It's like he's kind of that That's except <laughs> in, in this timeline Palpatine came back way early. Um and there was more empire to fight, um, in this mm-hmm. version. Um in legends for sure. Um and then obviously you had He did form the Jedi Knights and the Jedi Academy. Um and then the Youth Vong happened. It's actually the Republic did get defeated, just but then they came back because the Jedi mm-hmm. helped out. And then the Republic went to civil war. And then the Republic... Elected an imperial officer as chancellor, and then the Luke and his ex Jedi went into exile and became a whole thing. So that's the Legends Republic still had a lot of problems.
0: Isn't Legends Jedi. fun? <laughs> I know,
1: well, lots of conflict. Yeah, they're... lots of lots of conflict here. Well, you um, you
0: about,
1: you know. um, but yeah, I mean the the parallels still are kind of interesting in that Luke didn't even have a formidable Jedi Order even by the time of you know when Ben Solo went to the dark side. It seems like. Um, he mm-hmm. had some accolades, some his own accolades. His, his padawans, his, his mm-hmm. students. Um, they all feel like very young. Couple of older Jedi, I think. If Shadows the Sith, it seemed like that one Twi'lek who was older, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then obviously, you know, Luke Skywalker's Jedi went kablooey. and then the First Order showed up, and then Palpatine shows up, and then you know, thankfully that that ended quickly. Um, <laughs> and now it's kind of up to Ray and Finn. I'm going to assume, to kind of mm-hmm. pick up the pieces here in terms of like what the Jedi um, Order is going to be like. I will say Luke in Legends, though, was a little bit more active with the New Republic from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I mean, he was a, he was a little compared, like, compared to what we have in canon, he was like mm-hmm. one foot in, one foot out, kind of a situation. Like, he did ask for approval to start a <laughs> Jedi Order on Yavin 4 before he started it, mm-hmm. to have that connection. Um, while Luke in Canon it seems like just decided to just go peace I'm out I'm gonna do my he's two foot out.
0: even if his, his own sister asks to stick around yeah pretty much oh yep. yeah. well,
1: he just train Leia later so that's, true. that's nice for but princess and
0: the scoundrel yeah but my three of us come up the summer uh yeah that we that is there's that little bit of dialogue that does spur this on of what could have been what could have been mm-hmm. not so much Leia following Luke but Luke's sticking around to influence mm-hmm. Leia and the Senate in in a way,
1: right? And also, like you know, I said there's some Palpatine came back earlier in this book, so um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can, I can and actually in the next Dark Empire too, Luke actually does start, you know, forming a Jedi Order, mm-hmm. which then gets wiped out by Palpatine. Palpatine killed the few people he could find. Yeah. Um, back then, it was kind of easy just to find Force users who were kind of already pre-trained or Jedi Knights. Um, so uh, that happened, but he, he got his academy up and running again. Um but yeah, it it is interesting that I will say New Republican legends at least had 30 good years of peace before <laughs> things started to really go down. Yeah, only three decades
0: whole three decades.
1: Hey, uh, that it they fell and they became pretty much a rebellion again in Dark Empire, like in right. five years. There's even like a scene where the where Mon Moth and the rebel leaders are like well, back to rebelling again. Looks like we're a rebellion. So, um,
0: so here, here's we're... the stuff. That underlies my point. A thousand years, mm-hmm. 30 years. A thousand years, 25 years. You know, like... And, and I'm not saying... So, I guess it begs the question, what could they have done, right? Luke is just starting again. <laughs> but it does, again, raise this point. Not so much of what what to do. Again, what the Republican and New Jedi Order... New Jedi Order, a newly established Jedi Order could do, but just how essential the Jedi were to the this sort not just the Republic but society coherence. You know, um, maintaining some sort of common ground, common life like in the face of forces that would separate them and split them apart. And this, I mean, I know uh, uh, Legends doesn't. Delve too much into the time period between Bane and the Phantom Menace, but of course, we have, and, and I, so I guess I'll jump ahead a little bit here. Um, we have this, and I'll I'll come back to this. We have this uh, this era being written right now of of 200 years and 350 years before, and we see before uh, before Phantom Menace. We we see this force trying to split the galaxy. It's called the Nile, and they're coming in and they're trying to bring the Jedi and the Republic to their knees. What we have are, uh, is Jerome going and fighting the Battle of Kerr. We have kind of by accident, but on purpose, accidentally on purpose, launching the legacy run into the Hetzel Prime star and Evar Chris jumping in, flying in. Um, you know, and you know, exactly, it's you know, the the light of the Jedi. This is definitely this ideal before picture but yeah ever Chris uh you know being the hero that everyone needs her to be and uh yeah it it, it definitely shows and that's just a snapshot that's just one example of what the way that the Jedi have actually maintained peace and justice in the galaxy for over a thousand generations.
1: Yeah um it's interesting, even in Legends in the in the old Republic time, pre-Bane, so kind of pre-The Republic that we know from the prequels, yeah. the Jedi, the Republic and Jedi kind of wivered and waned depending on how, like, you know, the, the Sith War was going badly for the Jedi, then Republic was not in good, good footing either. Um, yeah. You know, the Jedi weren't wiped out when by the time of Bane, but the Republic definitely became like a rump state at that yeah. point, just in the Sith were just running wild everywhere. Um, you know until the Sith armies just wipe themselves out um thanks that to can happen um, too. <laughs> uh you know and even, you know then the Old Republic MMO you just kind of have a equal Sith and Republic forces and it's just kind of a, a galaxy divided between Sith and this Repu- empire and republic
0: I mean that's because uh, it's a, an MMO <laughs> they need Well, any game mechanics there but
1: well that's it. but you know the, the lore is still the same it's like yeah, okay, it's if the right. Jedi aren't doing good then the republic's not doing good so yeah. Um, and the Jedi have had their purges, and they've come back yeah. uh, like in Kotor two, they yeah. that was pretty much during a Jedi purge. The Republic didn't fall. But then again, the the difference between the old Republic Sis and palpatine's Bayys is the yeah. the old Republic Sis were just we're just gonna conquer the old fashioned way, get a fleet, send a planet, get in those armies, and just hope for the best. And right. that never worked because it always rallied their enemies um while the whole shadow we kind of thing kind of was probably the right idea. Inherently, to just go from the underground, and I mean, it worked the
0: one that worked, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it worked the most totally, worked almost the most completely. Like, yeah. um, so you know, if Republic fell from within, then without, so that, that's the mm-hmm. big difference there. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that you know, the republic that you know, one version of the Republic had probably the most luck in a thousand years. of relative peace mm-hmm. you know you can't say it's true peace it's like no. like saying there wasn't had not been a, a war on earth since world war ii that's not true they had not been a world war <laughs> but plenty of other wars that are devastating mm-hmm. um so it is kind of interesting i mean i guess it's also interesting because you had almost the freak accent of history of the Sith as, as the kind of the counter and, you know, if powerful, like, powerful darkness to kind of... They're not, like, equal, say they need to be equal, but just, like, you know, you have strong light, then sometimes you have a negative opposite to kind of counter it just by... Someone's gonna try and do it. But, you yeah. know, back then you had the Sith and Jedi kind of on equal footing with each other, and then the Sith completely just wiped themselves out when they finally got the power to just down to two Mm-hmm. So when you have a still like a couple seven hundred thousand Jedi running around, yeah, I think the Republic is gonna come out stronger because of it at least for a, a while and oh, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. May the force be with you. May the force of others be with you. Um, you know, um, you know, it it probably why that contributed to at least a couple good hundred years, if not the full thousand years of peace before obviously Jedi mistakes, corruption, decay. Led to Order sixty six in the Clone Wars.
0: So, I mean, it, it's interesting you say all that. What it brings to, to mind is, <laughs> you know, before before Bane, the Sith try to beat the Jedi at their own game, beat the Republic at their own game. They are in the the Ascendant. They try and beat the Republic and the Jedi in the light, mm-hmm. in in that in the full view of a fleet and an armada and an army. And then, uh, after Bane, they they retreat into the shadows where the dark side is and where, you know, the hidden, the hiddenness. And yeah, the the rule of two, the hidden corruption of systems and societies and economics and politics and bureaucracy. And Mm -hmm. that, of course, is just more proper to the dark side and more proper to how, yeah, how, how the Sith ought to operate. At the same time, you know, their plan was to pull the jedi further into what they believed to be the light right Mm Believed to be so entrenched into the republic that they actually go hey here's a clone army go fight this war here off you go not realizing and not understand and the jedi not understanding i think a lot of fans tend to misconstrue this the jedi fighting in the clone wars is not the jedi trying to dogmatically serve the light they think they're (laughs) The Jedi fighting in the Clone Wars is the Jedi falling to the dark side, right? Jedi using the Force for attack and not defense. Using the Force for the sake of the Republic's political interests in the face of, yes, in the face of a separatist faction that would divide the, the galaxy, but the Republic was also serving to divide the galaxy. As we're learning in the Bad Batch, we're seeing in the Bad Batch, we're seeing with everything with Dooku in Tales of the Jedi we saw a few things on the clone wars when it comes to seeing what the separatists really care about. Um, you know, the fact that the Jedi couldn't see that uh, is really them being pulled down and, you know, not being the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy that they could be. Um, it, it is this ironic thing, right? Because Ironic. You know, well, it's ironic. No, it's this odd thing in that, um, you know, we think, we tend to think, and I think the writers of Project Luminous, Luminous writers really resisted this well in that the Jedi aren't ever in command of an army in the High Republic era. They work alongside, but they're still independent. Jorah never just embeds herself within... I mean, there is no Republic army to embed in... Um, there are these local forces that the Jedi can then work with, but the Jedi are really the only galaxy spanning institution that can actually go and preserve order and defense. And, you know, ideally, and this is maybe gets at my point here. Ultimately is um, they, they do it again. Ideally we do see this, especially in phase two, we're seeing this strongly with, with, say, Creighton Sun and Sylandra's show, but you know, we see this with Qui-Gon Jinn. We see this especially with the Padawans in, in Phase 1. Um, doing it for in, in a way that preserves uh, integrity, uh, charity in the best way, in the sense of actual bonds of connection and care for, for vulnerable people. They actually have their heads on straight. And again, it it is the before figure, the before image, but what if that is the norm for a lot of this history and uh, Palpatine's plan, again, this is kind of my point, Palpatine's plan was to pull them down and drag them down into, yes, in a very dogmatic, strict way, retreating into Coruscant, retreating into the clone army itself Mm -hmm. and not actually asking the question, is this for the sake of integrity and the dignity of all beings in the galaxy? And uh, you know, and, and so I guess th- this is my final point: is Jedi. It wasn't simply that they were able to pull out their laser swords and take down the Nile or or whatever, whatever faction, whatever group rises up. You know, it, it, it's that they're able to. You know, we saw this on in the Battle of Jeddah. They were able to to resist and stop the blaster bolts. Socrates and stop the blaster bolts, uh, calling people, calling people that might be a bit of a Christianese word, um, reminding people, encouraging people to be their better selves, and be their best selves. Uh, that's at least again the ideal picture, but I think that's primarily the way they kept peace and justice, actual peace and actual justice in the galaxy, to the best of their ability. That's the way they kept the republic together as a coherent society for a thousand generations. Well, it's interesting because
1: I do. I, mean, <laughs> I I mean it's interesting because like this is where I kind of wonder like okay, wonder how are they going to do this? What are they going to show when if they ever do pre by republic pre that bane era? Mm-hmm. I'm going to call bane era for now. Yep. What sure. the Jedi were like because I mean you know. I mean, Legend is always inconsistent about these various things depending on the author, for sure. But you know, like in post-Endor, you're like well, yeah, Luke did resign his, uh, you know, his commission as you know he's no longer Commander Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just in this weird outside amorphous place. Although you know, if he wants needs help from like Wedge the gang, they'll, they'll they'll gladly help him. Um, you know, Leia's always going to pull some strings. Um, but you know, in, in legends, in the, the times of the, the Great this Jedi Wars, Jedi were commanders in armies. They were chancellors even of the Republic at points. They, you know, they were very much side by side with the Republic against the Siths. And I guess I I wonder, like, you know, why? I mean, mean, sure, they had some close calls with some purges every now and then, too. Um, Had to rebuild a couple times. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, why didn't that lead? Why? I've always kind of wondered. And, you know, some of that's just because, you know, just storytelling at the time it's like why palpatine's purge and by palpatine it's not palpatine but the Sith of his time and palpatine being the conclusion of all this was almost the most the most damaging the Mm -hmm. most victorious like at worst the republic became a rump state where it's like oh yeah like yeah it's like just just this little smush of the galaxy surrounded on all sides by the Sith. Mm -hmm. although thankfully the Sith would always implode on each other um so that always saved their butts um, yeah. But you know, it was never so total. So just oh gosh, the entire order just needs to start from scratch almost. Yeah. Although sure, they've had a few close calls every now and then. But um, yeah. and it's just kind of interesting. Hold on. I'm gonna. Well, like, I mean, I can I can answer your question. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> is what I'm trying to say is is Palpatine didn't just attack their strength; he attacked their soul. Right. And you know, uh, he sorry through underworld stitcher the defeat. That's a good question. We'll get to that in a minute. Um yeah, t- attack their strength and t- he attacked their soul by saying, uh, yeah. Or, or not just him, but you know, the the Jedi before or the Sith before him. I think Markian and Roe is really the start of that. Again, uh fear retrenching into the, the temple, not actually being active and present in the galaxy. That's the story I want to see with Keeve Trennis and seeing the writing on the wall about that. One thing I will say is one story I do want to know more about is Malakor, because that is the opposite of what I'm saying. That is a time when the Jedi, before Bane, and I think part of the thing that leads to Bane, and, and uh, you know, the, the whole old republic and the end of the old republic that mm-hmm. similar thing that is both legends in canon that changeover you know what i mean what i'm getting yeah at. yeah yeah. that but malachor in canon that, that's an atrocity committed by the jedi and there's a reason yoda wants ezra to go and see what happened we just the story never got there i got focused on ahsoka and we got focused on ezra and maul but there's there's some rich potential there maybe even in the ahsoka show the mall comic
1: that kind of covers the Malachor
0: thing, too. Yeah, the canon the mall comic mm-hmm. touches on it a little bit, and I should go back and read that. That's true, although that is from Palpatine's perspective trying to get Maul enraged about the Jedi, so I don't know. But I, I, I do want to, it does add a little bit to the story, that's fair. I want to hear mm-hmm. the full shebang about what happened there, what led the Jedi to do that. Um, mm-hmm. you know. If both probably both sides are at fault, but you know clearly, yeah, it's an atrocity that the Jedi had lost their soul at that point too. And Yoda, I gather, is drawing this mm-hmm. parallel between Malakor and the Clone Wars, and you know, he knows what happened. We just don't.
1: <laughs> Do you think also? And I and I hate to sound like this is a weird game of, game of gaming thing, but it, I mean, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, I, I don't believe in the whole. Balance is equal light and dark. I don't mean that at all. But I do think, I wonder if it's like, you know, one of the reasons also you talk about Tackler's soul, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's kind of easy to justify having space wizards in your armies when you're when the other armies have just are run by the space wizards. Like you got, now you defeat 20 space wizards with another 20 space wizards. Go at it. You got your, yeah. got your knights going at it. Like, you know, it's, it's a little unfair. It's like it's just regular people versus all these space wizards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's just regular people versus evil space wizards. Uh, you know, that's, that's gonna be a massacre. Uh, yeah. You know, but Palpatine could do just with one himself sometimes, like,
0: well, you know, space wizards with versus toasters that are trying to defend people who just yeah. want to be left alone, man. Yeah. Um, if that's what the separatists are about, yeah, oh, yeah. I, that,
1: <laughs> you know. I do wonder if that sort of just having the cis being open at that time was kind of the thing that kind of. Mm-hmm kept the Jedi themselves and like okay we kind of have this evil mirror of ourselves to look at so if we're ever lost ourselves like oh shoot I forgot what we were fighting. Yeah yeah we, we're good I remember my I remember my soul now like kind of like when the hero has his opposite villain to like oh yeah I'm remembering what I'm trying to not be kind of a situation right. but that, without that, the cis oh, so
0: no I was go say, that that's Qui Gon that's Ahsoka. You know trying to <laughs> remind the jedi who they ought to be Mm -hmm. uh i mean qui-gon succeeds to a point but then he dies ahsoka can't because that's the ultimate sign right her trial to to anakin even her trial is the ultimate sign that the jedi have lost their soul anyway i mean that's a bit of a, a good tangent i like the tangent but it's an interesting question of why the jedi fail is a a way of putting it um one thing i do want to um answer before we move on uh stitcher feed just because it's on my mind and then joel we can maybe get back to the the question at hand um yeah we so underworld posts underworld podcasts on on the underworld uh spotify and apple podcasts etc or just spotify iron cannon we have our own iron cannon uh spotify and apple podcasts so we're not connected to the underworld citra, citra feed. I had to think about what that meant. Anyway, maybe we should. I should see a way of getting our own citra feed. There we go. Anyway, that answers that. Um Yeah, so Joel, uh carried away with yeah, questions about no. what the Republic is.
1: But I, I, I also think the next question we should ask ourselves is, is the Republic having a standing army a, inherently a bad thing? I mean, you know, I don't want to get too much into the military industrial conflict and then get into like America and our
0: problems. I you know, <laughs> can't help but go there, but. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, I totally get what Mom was trying to do at the time, but, yeah. um, you know, although to be fair, a lot of it's just because the stories got really cynical in legend, but, you know, the, 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 the New Republic had a standing army. That's actually one of the reason why. In Legends, the New Republic pretty much came back after Dark Empire ended that for a year. Um, well that and most of the leadership, like Momma's and Akbar, they were all alive. So it's like, okay, we can just reform the we back back to normal. Um, also, some of that was the books wanted to kind of ignore Dark Empire and just get back to the book status quo where it's like, okay, Republic on top, rebel the empire, now the rebels. Um, for lack of a better term. Um, but you know, the idea of, like, the New Republic having a standing army, uh, you know, they didn't get into too much trouble. Although you can talk about the story being more pro-military and the politicians always being the, the bad ones. But, like, when Admiral Ackbar shows up, you know, things are going to be fine. <laughs> um, but yes. um, to get into canon with the High Republic, um, you know, Senator So, not, not Chancellor So. Tia Toon. Yeah. He, he you know he he wants a, a a republic standing army, but you know the book and the story doesn't make him like. Oh no, yeah. he's just as bad as
0: Palpatine. This is uh, oh. the Rising Storm. He's kind to of to presented as a sniveling senator who, because he he's he's Lina So's rival politically, right. and so yeah, anyway.
1: But on. you know he's like you know I'm very much a, a pro Jedi, and I I agree with him. I don't think he's arguing in bad faith mm-hmm. in that response. But I do think, you know, but I think he makes a good point. You know, he wants the Republic to stand on his feet without like allowing to over-rely on the Jedi. Mm. Um, you know, and he does, I don't think, he like. I think even if he has his criticisms, I don't think he's like, well, I don't want to see the Jedi get purged. Like, I don't want the Galactic Empire. I, I am a believer. Yeah. It's just I'm a believer who thinks we need a stronger defense. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those interesting situations of like, you know, I mean, I understand why the Rusan Reformation, the Legends, and even Mon Mothma's is kind of like, well, okay, you know, we don't want... We don't want to challenge more dark side crazy people to kind of build new Sith Empire to counter us. Like, we wiped y'all out. We Let's demilitarize here. We can change... We mm-hmm. gotta try to change our situation. Um, although, I will say, the New Republic did have a standing fleet. I, probably mm-hmm. not as big as, like, what probably in Legends it was, or even at the height of the... <coughs> of the old republic it was but you know it did have a a centralized fleet with local militias and defense forces but I do think like you know as much as there can't be a Jedi army I think I don't know what the harm inherently of a standing military could be per se um, if taken with caution
0: I mean it's an interesting question right Uh, you know like, okay, if there aren't a Jedi, that is a question. What what's a, what's a Republic to do? What's a new Republic to do? We know the ships around Hosnian Prime in The Force Awakens that do also get taken out with the planet. That is the new Republic fleet, just these seven ships. Of course, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, we have this massive fleet of volunteers coming to the rescue. Um, yeah, again, it, it's an interesting question of... Uh, why, you know, well well one that Claudia Gray, for example, brings up in, in bloodline is that is in part at least the the centrist versus populists debate. And you know, similar similar thing, ransom Costerfo He he isn't a fan of the Empire. He's a bit of a fan of the Empire, but he does he isn't a fan of its totalitarianism. He just thinks, oh, they did things really efficiently and really coherently. Can we at least have some of that? I'd say yeah, maybe. I mean, there, there's something to say about being organized and being coherent um, in anything, and and whatnot. But does that, you know, without a Jedi counterbalance, you know, how long can that hold? And that's another question because what we haven't seen, you know, we see this a little bit in the High Republic, but what we haven't seen is a standing army of the Republic a Grand Army of the wouldn't even call it a Grand Army of the Republic, and a Jedi Order to collaborate with and then to for the Jedi to be independent. We haven't seen that happen. Um, you know, that there's, I don't know, maybe something in Visions might show that or something. Um, but again, my mind goes to, yeah, the question of the military-industrial complex, the corrupting force of power, military power, uh, police defunding. And uh, the the push for that and to invest not in not in military as much as in, in this is dismantling the military industrial complex, but invest in community services and social services and um, you know diplomacy and diplomatic efforts. It's a question then, when diplomacy breaks down, because it's a wild and scary galaxy out there, what do you do? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it'll be inter- what'll be interesting to see. Well, even then, post this is going back, going further into post-Rise of Skywalker, it actually is a really interesting time because there is no central government, there is no central necessarily any kind of central centralized society. There isn't even the Jedi Order as it was. And you know, I was just thinking, okay, where's the historical parallel? The fall of the Roman Empire in the West. There was all these scattered little. States and republics and whatnot, um, but there were there were church institutions. There were, I mean, there was you know the, there was the pope managing Rome and but the Byzantine were, Empire. Yeah, there was the Byzantine Empire in the east, but specifically in the West, Kenkale um, for, for Leibowitz is a really fascinating take on this, it's a, a Catholic sci-fi novel. There were monks, there were monastic orders who did preserve learning and they preserve. Scientific endeavor and um exploration and uh held society together and were were focal points for the community. And so, um, you know, I mean, we see again in in phase two, even a higher public, we see how these Jedi temples, Jedi outposts are also focus focal points for the community. And so, you know, at the very least, there will be other force religions, there will be. Uh, maybe that's something that Battle of Jeddah and everything to do with Jeddah can actually introduce us to is what are the successors to those, you know, 400 years later? Right? Uh, who does Ray come across as uh, as force yeah. adepts, people who are trying to serve the light side, trying to build communities and, and bring people together in the light? Um, it- yeah, it it could be a really interesting question uh, of how to how to actually hold society together, even because there's still hyperspace, and that's mm-hmm. the interesting point here. Unlike in phase two, where mm-hmm. you gotta if you want to communicate, you gotta record a message, stick it in a droid, send it on its way. Um, yeah, it, it is. You know, in, okay. in, or in in you know hyperspace, the lanes aren't charted and whatnot. In Ray's time, there's still hyperspace. There's still communications. It's not like those have been destroyed. It's just that the use of them, societally and politically, institutionally, has maybe been, has been broken down by the first and final order. Uh, so rebuilding that might be easier because of the technology. But again, what do you do uh, with the st- is there a need for a standing army? I mean, maybe that's that's the story opportunity is struggling with the lack thereof and finding character moments in that. Maybe that's the question. But again, the question finally becomes, can it be possible to have a unified Republic without the Jedi to unify them? I don't know. Yeah,
1: and you, know, you brought up a good point of about the religion. It's like, you're right. You know, that's why the Jedi Order Order 66 was so complete because the Jedi were so centralized in the Temple on Coruscant, so it's like, well, you just attack the Temple and most of the good stuff is already dead and the masters are all spread out and just kill them with the clone army. So that's that's such a total wipeout compared to like, you know, in the old days where Jedi were kind of everywhere and there were like mini temples and mini institutions run by people. Um, It's interesting. I wonder if the folly of Luke in canon compared to Legends where he did do this was, you know, Luke was a lot more just like, hey, Mara J, you're no longer evil. Cool, you want to join my Jedi Academy? Nice. Uh, hey, light side accolade people, I'm I'm forming a Jedi Order. You want to come in order? Sure, you know, like hey, purge people, you know, people who survived the purge. You want to rejoin the Jedi Order? Awesome, you know, let's all be buddy buddy. Um, Mm -hmm. Luke knows Ahsoka. Ahsoka, he clearly, I mean, maybe he had this conversation with her when we don't know, but Ahsoka clearly like. Nah, I don't want anyone. I don't want a Jedi order. Nah, I'm not into this. Nah, I'm not. You know, we don't know. Like, who knows? Luke could have met Riva. If he's still alive, where is she? You know, True. I'm sure she probably hears the name Skywalker and is like, "Oh no, I'm not dealing with you <laughs> people." I, I,
0: although, no, but she, I mean, she knows Luke. I, mean, she's but I know, him, you know he's part of her her redemption story.
1: Um, so. and obviously we just don't know enough about Luke's academy to kind of get a sense of like what he was focusing on like mm-hmm. there's one adult in the Shadow of the but it seems like the rest are just younglings too like and boys. in the Rise of
0: Kylo Ren they're, 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 they're kind of one age
1: yeah but it's like you know he didn't get a full grown adult force user with a lightsaber like Amara yeah. Jade to kind of like hey you want to join the, join the knights and be one of my students anyway and maybe <laughs> you can fast track you Good knighthood yeah. um you know and i wonder Mary, if you know then Mary, that's <laughs> I mean, you know then i mean, just like that I got kept Duron and corn and yeah. also who were fully grown adults at the time yeah. i wonder if ray or finn or whoever kind of want to take on that mantle because i'm yeah. actually not quite sure if ray wants to even do the whole formal order thing just kind of like i'm just gonna go around and maybe pass right. on what i learned but i'm just gonna be the scavenger jedi kind of do my thing and I could see Finn, who's a lot more of the organizer kind of mm-hmm. like do the institutional thing, yeah. um, but if like they're like, you know, hey, you're a fully grown adult, but that's okay. Want to join our Jedi Order? We need all the pe- we need all the help we can get at this point. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of curious if that at least in yeah. canon is Luke's folly of not kind of almost going too traditional in that sense. I mean, we don't know enough to make the judgment. Right. I mean, he got baby Groku, so that was for sure, and he's still a baby um yeah so it's kind of just interesting
0: i mean he the the thing is like the a jedi order having that kind of influence throughout the galaxy that takes centuries that takes millennia right Right. the here you go again you know that the first christians are just a small little sect in the backwards corner of the roman empire it's it's almost a few accidents of history you could say it was divinely ordained or whatnot but accidents of history that 300 years later it's the official religion of the empire you know mm-hmm. uh but that that took 300 years you know True. With, with luke and ray they're just this is just a matter of decades a matter of years and so a couple, setbacks. A couple and a, setbacks and a couple setbacks so takes time what i will say maybe kind of picking up on what i was saying what's the republic to do you know, at least they have the memory of the Jedi, the institutional memory of the Jedi, and <laughs> um, the values that the Jedi hopefully instilled. The Jedi presence for millennia instilled in uh, the Republic. Of course, it was the Sith plan to create the rot in the center, in the core. But where are the re- the, the moral resources to build up communities? You know I do think both the this the the populists and the centrists were trying at their best were trying to of course Clary Sydneydian wasn't she was trying to found the first order but um, you know, but but again you know something like ransom he is trying to find the moral will to come together as a galaxy I, I and a the practical example. organization of that yeah go ahead. you have a good example of that go for it
1: Navarro in yep. the Mandalorian. Look at that. Let's look at that community there. Like, you know, it's not a Jai didn't do it. Well, I mean, it's it, baby Grogu kind of gave, you yeah, know, yeah. some, some, some clarity of soul. And, you know, you know, Navarro started out just, wretched Jatai with scum and villainy number 100. And, you know, mm-hmm. season two, and we're looking at season three Mando trailer. Yeah. Like it's a thriving community and grief car. seems like, you know, a now respectable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget if it no, I think it was it was Star Wars Explained or was it Underworld? I think it might be Star Wars Explained. Like, hey, Senator Grief Karga of the New Republic. Although I don't want that because, like, oh no, Hosni Prime. I don't want. I love Grief Karga. Don't sure, die. No. He's too awesome to die at explosion. Um, but you yeah. know, Senator Grief Karga maybe to help the people of Navarro get some even more respect. You know, he, he's yeah. kind of you know magistrate of that town right now. So we're seeing a community of yeah. good moral people coming together at last, kind of. Rise and, from the and ashes.
0: Boba Fett himself, and, and yeah, Boba Boba. and, and kind of, you know, similar type <laughs> of thing. So there's that, but where is the Republic? Act, are are is, <laughs> is is Leia seeking out those people? Is Mon Mothma seeking out those people? i um, better going
1: retroactively say they all show up at the Battle of Exegol.
0: <laughs> sure, you know, I mean, that's the thing is is <laughs> it takes takes Snap <laughs> Wexley or not? Yeah, not yeah. Well, it's Snap, but uh, but Lando to to go finally <laughs> seek out those people. Um, But not, I mean, that's the thing It wasn't enough until that moment And uh, Yeah, that's that's I kind of like
1: to I kind of always like to headcanon And I think there's some credence to this That Palpatine's actual return with like The tipping point where the Jali's like Ah, heck no, we're not dealing with this again No, no, we're not dealing with Palpatine
0: (laughs) Maybe they they need a big enough threat
1: um, you don't like oh no not you again interesting um
0: i mean there there's something about i keep i do mention this a few times there's something about crisis mm-hmm. that forces us to choose right covid okay. forced us to choose i don't know how well we chose <laughs> to yeah. come together as a society but you know it world war Two forced us to choose uh as a right. society you know in the west um mm-hmm. And the aftermath of it, including Germany, and I know we disagree about some details about German restoration, but Europe forced Europe to actually choose to come together. Uh, you would say it would be politically disadvantageous to be divisive and fearful. You actually have to work together, and you enter the EU. Um, it certainly
1: ended at least for a little bit the, the hundreds of years of just warfare. Yeah, now, sure. Now look at. The- Europe today, uh, starting yep. to unravel a little bit, a little bit. That it is because
0: we're forgetting, right? It, we're very forgetful. So,
1: um, I'll, I'll add one more legends thing. Um, about you know, you're talking about you know the rise of new Jedi Order. Uh, um, even during that time, Luke's Jedi Order never reached 10,000 Jedi, they were at least 100 Jedi at, at best at the height of his order. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's kind of it's interesting how you know, like again, I mean, you I mean you can't expect ten thousand to one right. or just to back to ten thousand in the same year, even with <laughs> technology getting better the better. So you know, it's kind of I wonder if the Jedi are just going to have to deal with some setbacks and hope that there's a good long period of peace before they kind of can get back really on a <laughs> on a, another high note, um, and yeah. like maybe they need to start. A, Start, start, stop, and letting people in young. It's like, hey, you're a grown person. Yeah, sure, you can come in. We'll, yeah. we'll risk it. We gotta risk it. Uh, and
0: you know, maybe. I mean, this is where the whole the Mary thing. Eh, you know, I mean, I, I've mentioned my thoughts on Jedi celibacy in the in the late Republic and the High Republic, but you know, in the New Republic, eh, why not? You know, we're only payment. two.
1: We are only we gotta do something about this. True. <laughs>
0: Let's let have his marriage. Aid. Let Ray gonna... have her marriage. Aid. You never know.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um but yeah, I'm trying to think if we covered everything I kind of wanted to cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of symbiotic relationship. symbionts mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Episode one reference there. No, but it is. You know, it really is. I mean that's yeah, kind you, of what they're getting at. When yeah. the Jedi are doing good, the public is doing good. When the Jedi aren't doing so good, the Republic's not doing good either. And you know, when the Jedi are wiped out, the Republic's kind of wiped out. Um yeah. oh yeah, that wipe it. Right, one more thing, one more thing, I forgot. <laughs> I wanna know the story. Mm-hmm. Why the republic in the first place? Why did the Jedi and the, the Republic choose each other to be in this
0: yeah, marriage
1: is- politically, spiritually? Why did the Jedi choose the Republic and not the Galactic Monarchy? Are you you even in George's OG draft? It was just going to be they were the the night, the personal bodyguards of the emperor, and then Mm -hmm. an evil sect took over. Very sci fi. Um, (laughs) Could a a Jedi have founded the Republic? I mean, I don't know. Go crazy. Uh, I'm just kind of curious why the Republic of all things. Why a
0: Republic, right? Mm -hmm. Because, again, the European parallel is the opposite it's monarchy not so much divine right that came actually later than people think but um, monarchy as the duty <laughs> of a, a divine duty a God given duty responsibility for this one prince to oversee the temporal affairs of mm-hmm. of the people and usually these are smaller people but you know sometimes through taxation through, through <laughs> an army walking through but um, you know ultimately there was this sense of Divine judgment, and uh, again, it, the the ideal was for the right ordering of society. Cue the Enlightenment and you know no, notions that oh, actually, representative democracy and then freedom of speech and human rights are necessary to that flourishing. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, so is faith. So you know, not necessarily religious belief, but faith in that life has meaning and, and life has purpose. And life has purpose and meaning, live together in common. And so, um, yeah, that that is still the parallel. But yeah, it's interesting that the the why, yeah, why a, uh, like the Senate in this Republican democracy, if you will, a a thousand years before. I mean, that doesn't work with our... Mm -hmm real world timeline at all. So no, yeah, that's a good, it's right. a good question. I mean again yeah. after, I want to see the the story after Malachor. You know, before for. uh after Malcor like what yeah what happens because I think Malachor represents this galaxy wide cataclysm. Yeah oh, I'm
1: sense? I'm curious about that too. And I guess one more one more thing which kind of goes right. back to the point. I wonder mm-hmm. if like maybe while building a Jedi Order, it's less building an order from scratch and, like, Ray needs to put together, like, I don't know, a coalition, an alliance of light-side force cults, for lack of a better term, religions, and kind of, like, okay, we are now... A
0: convocation?
1: Sure, a convocation. We are the Jedi Alliance, and that's kind of how you can kind of quickly get your Jedi Order in bigger numbers to defend a future... Republic instead of what kind of what Luke was guessing. Well, right. which is funny, what Luke was kind of doing in Legends, more or less, a little mm-hmm. bit. But in, in Canon, it seems like he's just trying to, like, okay, we're just going to do this from scratch. We're going to start small mm-hmm. and just kind of slowly build our way. Maybe Ray needs to just, like, okay, lightsiders of the Ahsoka religion and <laughs> Jedi. Or-
0: there's only one the... person in the Ahsoka religion, and her name is Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: people over here in this temple who kind of follow yeah. a Jedi way, but not really. But, you know, maybe not as strictly. We're all going to come together and we're going to be the Jedi Alliance or the Flag I mean, Side Alliance.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Church of the Force, you know, the is, Uh that still got it. He's not the only one going oh, out, yeah. out and about. And Church of the Force, you know, they're not. Powerful in the force, not strong in the force, but the values that what I'm getting at, right? The right. they really the values that the light side leads to. They're strong in that, and therefore, in that way, they are strong in the force. Yeah, I mean, we know from the Lego special, the Christmas yeah. special, holiday special, whatever it's called, uh, and that I do. I think this much is definitely canon. Ray is going out to find. Other force beliefs. And that's force Finn. Well, oh, Finn, Finn is gonna... going out. So what's Ray yeah. up to?
1: Ray going to the unknown regions to look for Jedi lore.
0: Yeah, that's what. I, eh, okay, she's okay. Fair enough. Ray, she's going to look for Jedi lore, but I think she's also going to come across. Yeah. Maybe that's why my brain went there. Is she's also going to come across uh, <laughs> different communities preserving these traditions that are connected to the Jedi that are connected to the light side. Yeah, I mean, I really like this idea of. Not even calling it a Jedi Order, because the Jedi, yeah, Luke is right. The time, maybe, maybe Luke is right. Time for the Jedi. Then she can call herself a Jedi, but uh, what does the word be, mean in this context anymore? It might not. I think a light side alliance, mm-hmm. um, but not and not even to try to restore a Republic or anything. But whatever, whatever that looks like mm-hmm. to reconnect the galaxy.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I got. That yeah. I think that's good for our conversation. That was another fun one.
0: Yes, uh, definitely a great, uh, great, you know, deep dive going in, intellectual. A little shorter this night tonight, which is which I don't mind. Um, we only had one main topic discussion. Yeah, getting the intellectual juice to flow, and I'm always <laughs> a fan of that. Um, got to show up Dark Empire,
1: which I'm always happy about. There
0: we go. There we go. Um, that's the the school I want there. Uh, yes, but. Yes, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, you two can have your say. Let us know what you thought of the Jedi and the Republic, and um, what Ray and Finn might be up to past Rise of Skywalker, beyond Rise of Skywalker. Uh, comment below uh, in the in the comments on Facebook or YouTube or wherever. Um, yeah, unless or let us know on Twitter and Instagram at Iron Cannon Pod or the Star Wars Underworld Facebook page. Please do this, give this video a like or a like and a share. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Joel, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at Jaggy2021 again, Jaggy2021 on Twitter. And of course, always at the Ion Pod Twitter, where I will post long tweets about stuff. Sorry, very
0: burpee today. (laughs) There we go. I'm talking. You had a good dinner. I can't. You can find me on Twitter at NEG45. Uh, i'll probably retweet some of about star wars why not i'm uh, also soccer and star trek and who knows what else um and instagram at mneug1138 i canon Pod again twitter and instagram there uh again to to answer the question uh we're not on the underworld they have their own pod audio only podcast feed we are on our own audio only podcast feed i on canon uh give that a search we're on spotify and apple podcasts and yeah i'll look into maybe getting in through stitcher as well uh it's a good suggestion thank you ken i appreciate that comment um yeah and then yeah so again give us like and a follow uh we enjoyed the twitter conversation don't forget discord server this friday uh pop in the discord for information on the Fortnite party it's gonna be fun okay let me get rid of that um so for next week uh Joel, I think you you got a question. Just tee us up for us.
1: Yeah, I, I got a question. I got, I got questions for you, Matthew. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise?
0: Let's find out next week. <laughs>